0: Hello everyone and welcome to your Uncle's Beach House, episode 26. I'm Jackson, I'm joined by M as usual. It's piracy time! It's time for space pirates.
1: Uh bodacious ones.
0: Well, that's to be debated.
1: <laughs> well, okay.
0: I I realize that I don't know what Bodacious means, I just think I know what it means, but then I realize that's all of language. <laughs>
1: Yes, I
0: went through the whole the whole Togusa arc there. <laughs> uh,
1: typically, it is like it is like a positive attribute, but it typically like also implies like attractiveness. So like, you know, cool hot space pirates, which is very funny, given that the show is not really about any of that.
0: This this show we are we are watching the show uh, the first thirteen episodes of the show Bodacious Space Pirates, also known in Japan as Mini Skirt Pirates.
1: Well, the um, I don't know where it co- that the light novel's called Miniskirt Space Pirates, but the uh ar- ar- original t- title here is Moritsu Pilotsu which is just Fierce Pirates. Um, so I don't know. I'm very confused by everything about the titling of these things.
0: Okay, no, so The light novels are called Miniskirt Pirates. Um, yeah. And then the uh anime is called Fierce Pirates. They because the skirts aren't the that short <laughs> Presumably, because
1: <laughs> they're all wearing fairly regular skirts. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, like when she's wearing her like school school skirt with her pirate outfit, I guess it does look short. But like by anime standards, it's like just normal. Yeah. We um, live in cursed times. Is what I'm saying.
0: But we'll to get ahead of ourselves by skipping to like one uh, one like bit before we actually introduce the show. But there's a bit midway through the show. Where there's like a montage of shots and everyone gets their like cute outfits and it's players like, it's like, oh, the pervy guy had them dress up as a joke, but they're all wearing normal space suits. Um, it's, it's very weird. This show's got a weird vibe.
1: Anyway, uh, our friend Rosa asked us to do, uh, cover the show, uh, yes. you know, as, as beach houses go and we're covering it. Um, like we said, Bodacious Space Pirates is a light novel series uh, written by Yuichi Sasamoto, which uh, ran from 2008 to 2014. Uh, it's 12 volumes. We are watching the first 13 of the anime, which aired in 2012, directed by Tatsu Asato, written by Michiko Ito, uh, Studio State Light. Sa- Satellite. Satellite. State yes. Light? I assume it's Satellite. Um...
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I I can't read the kanji very well.
1: Um, Uh, yes, it is satelite. Satellite. satellite. okay, yes, that would be... When in doubt, read the katakana. (laughs) Um, yes. Well, I was
0: going to check, and I was like, oh, right, I didn't do a good job of memorizing these when I had my, like, six weeks of Japan
1: class. Um, anyway, uh... Rose looked this. I didn't actually follow up on why, but do you want to say a bit about the plot of Bodacious Space Pirates before we talk about it?
0: Yeah, so Bodacious Space Pirates, at least the first 13 episodes thereof, um, is about uh, a girl named... K- I'm... it's Marika Kato,
1: right? Uh, yes. yes it's got, yeah, Marika Kato, yes.
0: So it's never my, uh... Lack of knowledge. It's always my insecurity, but they're equally bad on a podcast. <laughs> um, it's all the same. All the same. Doesn't actually make a difference. Anyway, uh, it's about a girl called uh, Maika Kato who discovers one day that she is the daughter of a legendary space pirate um, who has died. And so, thus, <laughs> thus means uh, she must inherit. Uh, if she wishes, uh, the title of captain to the legendary uh, pirate ship, Benton Maru. Um, she finds this out because some pirates show up at her door and talk to her mum, who's also a pirate, but hadn't really told her about this. Uh, didn't expect it to be relevant now. Her dad died of food poisoning um, in a way that might, in episode 18, be revealed to be a big conspiracy and part of the plot. But honestly, I don't actually think it will be. I think he just died of food poisoning.
1: Uh, uh i guess we'll find out if we ever watch second if we half ever
0: watch the rest of it that might come back around but at the moment he just died of food poisoning and uh this is all fallen in uh poor marcus lap and uh we have two main uh like uh periods for this uh this first uh arc which is the first one is her coming to terms with this deciding whether she wants to be a space pirate uh having a couple of adventures with other other characters at her school um learning about the history of the world and why space pirates exist and are also legal, uh, but still do piracy. Kind kind of. of. (laughs) We'll get into that at a later date, uh, later in this podcast. Um, And then the main plot for this uh, section, uh, she, in one of her missions, comes across uh, the princess to the Serenity Kingdom star system. One of the princesses uh, who is trying to find uh a ghost ship uh and this ghost ship turns out throughout the course of these episodes to be a like non-light speed uh colony ship so like it's in so everyone's in deep sleep and it's uh actually the like genetic base of the royal family and is about a power struggle happening on the Serenity star, uh, Kingdom star system between we need to not have uh, like a weird genetic uh, monarchy and um, people who think that this will restore faith in the weird genetic monarchy and uh, Marikato must navigate this as the uh, captain of the Bentamario and make sure that everything ends up okay and that's the first arc and she does and it's fine and uh, everything goes okay That's that's kind of the main adventure here yeah. Um the other characters such as they are are uh uh how do I pronounce this one? This one's it's it's Chikai, right? Chiaki. Chiaki. Damn it, I knew that it's simple, but yeah. Uh Chiaki um uh is like another space pirate who is like the daughter of a different uh like famous um space pirate captain. He didn't die of food poisoning, so she's not in charge of her ship yet. Um, yes and uh, she kind of goes in and out of uh, America's life, depending on uh, what piracy she's doing at any given moment, but technically a- attends the same school.
1: Yeah, and she's also just a fake Homura.
0: She's just Homura! Yes. I, I know the, the novels came out four years before Madoka ever started.
1: Yes. But I mean, she's just, she's just the, you know it's the taciturn cool girl who definitely cares too much. She's not even mean, she's just remote, you know? Yes. Um, she she doesn't have enough soon to be Sundere, but you know she's uh
0: she tried occasionally but no. yes <laughs> I think manika actually no man had the year before this okay that makes a lot of sense. I always forget exactly where manica was uh but yes they're the main relationship there's also uh some characters on the um on the ship there's misa and uh, Kane who are the two. Uh, like Misa's the doctor, Kane's the pilot, uh, and they both kind of go undercover at her school for a while, so they can be in the school episodes as well.
1: Yeah, um, what if what if uh, Fujiko Mine and uh, Kaji from uh, from Eva were your teachers? God,
0: <laughs> yes, really is that
1: yes. Um,
0: And then there's her mum, Marika, who, uh, you know, used to be on the Mentor Mario, was a legendary pirate in her own right, and uh, settled down to have, uh, uh, you know, uh, have Marika. um, And it all, all, you know, seemingly, uh, seemingly the next episodes will be more about her backstory. I was really excited to learn more about her, and then she kind of disappears from the show after the first episode. Yep. Um, But uh, she seems cool. And yeah, then there's a billion side characters who don't matter.
1: Well, there's Mommy, who's like her best friend at school. um, And there's a bit like early on where Marika's like, I don't know, I I feel like I'm just, I was a spacey kid even before they wanted me to put me on a spaceship. She's like, that's why we're best friends, because I keep you grounded and you keep me like looking at the stars. And it's very good. But she just works at a cafe and basically gets dropped by the plot. Um, And then there's like the entire yacht club at the school, which is... Like, when the, when the pirates infiltrate to be teachers, the, the main, the Kane, the like dirtbag guy decides to be like the fake teacher of the yacht club to get them all out on a ship to see how they do, see how Marika does in like a situation where she's like controlling a ship. Um, and I was certain that this is going to lead to the yacht club being all recruited to be pirates. It Me doesn't too. happen in these episodes. Um, I, I will bet you money this happens immediately after where we
0: stopped. It has to, because, like, even the way that the, like, OP brings in all these, like, it definitely treats them in the, in the, uh, like, the imagery of the show like yes. this is, uh, you know, a kid takes her class to be pirates.
1: Yes, like, the very dramatic adult pirates with ridiculous costumes basically end up in charge of a school, like, a classroom full of girls who want to be pirates. That's what the show is pitched as in the OP. <laughs> Yes, and
0: that has not happened yet. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the entire you, we were talking about this earlier and the entire uh, for this entire 13 episode situation feels like a pilot.
1: Yes. Uh, we'll talk about it a little more in a second. So yeah, the other main character is Greer Serenity who is one of the princesses of the Serenity royal family who sneaks on board the ship. She was looking for Marcus's father uh, was told he was dead. It was very sad. It was like, "Well, I guess I can hire you instead." Um, and she's just like She's just like a Pretty Cure character who shows up. It's very disconcerting to me. Yes, because <laughs> she doesn't really fit the aesthetics or like tone of the show, um, except for when like she suddenly is like arguing with her sister, who is just like uh, just like a fucking um... palette swap. No, I, I was gonna say just like uh, Minavazavi in Double Zeta Gundam. <laughs> I guess she is. <laughs> She's just like this little girl in a Zeon uniform in charge of this space fleet. Yep. Uh, but she is also just kind of a power swap. Um, and then it's like, like that story is like interesting, but clearly like we just kind of get set up for what is going to continue because they show up at the school at the end of these 13 episodes. Like we're students now. We decide to hang out with you. And uh, that seems exciting, but you know, it just started. <laughs> yes. So what we have, I guess like we should just get into it. The thing with this show is I, I like most everything about it on paper, but we watched 13 episodes and I feel like it just fucking started. <laughs> Yeah, so my my reaction to this show... Is that so?
0: I love the first episode. I was like, this is great. There's like the world building here is way more intricate than I expected. Also, uh, for a show called Bodacious Space Pirates, I expected something trashy and it's not.
1: No, um, it's just it's like a slice of life space show, which sounds like it should be our thing like, just <laughs> our thing. Period.
0: So it's mostly a slice of life space show that occasionally has space action scenes, but mostly those space action scenes are depicted through people standing on bridges talking. About about computers like it should be perfect it should be the greatest thing ever made uh and it doesn't ever at least in these certain episodes and for us like really cohere in the way we were hoping yeah uh so like the world building as we understand it actually at the moment which like this isn't going to make much sense because i don't think the world of the show makes much sense uh but it's set in one of the like earliest places in space that was colonized, called the Sea of the Morning Star. It's like the third, third planet in the Tau Ceti system, um, and th- they are fighting from in- for independence.
1: From- they were fighting for independence.
0: That's a hundred years ago, before this show yes. even starts. They are fighting for independence from some th- i forget exactly what
1: the stellar alliance colony federation yes
0: basically the the federation but not in our sphere. like
1: yeah uh, but just, just this just is just any just any like like you know n- non-military imperialist space force could but, be could be could be, the, could be the like star trek federation too like it's just all yes. of those
0: but they are specifically kind of framed as like a like liberal type federation, right? Because yes. later we get an empire.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, they 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 were fighting for independence. So they had the they had space pirates that they hired to like help them fight against the space call the Federation. And so they they basically turned them all into privateers by giving them letters of mark and letting them go out and fight battles. hundred years pass, or in the middle of this conflict an actual galactic empire shows up, like full on, way bigger, older, like, you know, the dune civilization shows up suddenly and just takes over everything, uh, inc- like, including the rebels, including the federation, whatever. And they decide in their benevolence, just kind of let everyone. Have whatever government they had when they took them over, as long as, you know, you pay tribute or whatever. It's not really covered, but they just, they just absorb everything in a very Stellaris type way. And because of that, they let everyone locally have their own governments, which means that the Federation is there. Um, but then like, you know, this, uh, area, all, also the Sea of the Morning Star also has its own rebel government with like a vaguely militarized space part force that they've just like now normalized as the status quo going forward. <laughs> and
0: like, they do piracy. Like, so they, they go to ships. There are multiple s- scenes where pirates go to ships and they, like, kick down the doors, bring their guns, and they're like, this, You're getting fucking robbed. We're pirates. And then all the people on the ships who are always in, like, you know, fancy parties, like every other episode of Gundam Wing, but in space. Um, yeah. They're all like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. pirates time, because this is all technically covered by insurance, so it's really yes. just all, like performance for nothing.
1: Yeah, beca- yeah, because piracy is like pseudo-legal, but they had to figure out what that means, they just backfill this into like, the pirates do entertainment piracy for the ultra-rich, and then do like illegal shipping for like the government, so it's not on paper? Yes. <laughs> Those are the two things they do. <laughs> and I guess huh? technically they could be hired by random people for odd jobs. Yeah, but also, like, the pirates still perceive themselves culturally as,
0: like, agents of of piracy, even though it is obviously a sham for everyone involved.
1: Yes, but also, like, multiple times they're like, no, 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 we're legal and we're the good guys, but we're pirates, (laughs) goddammit.
0: Yes, so the world building is just completely, completely off the wall. And also, the actual conflict is about the uh, Serenity, uh, like, Star Kingdom and the Galactic Empire, neither of which we've seen on screen... (laughs) Yeah. Um, which I assume will come into it throughout the next 13 episodes. And there's like really good foundations there, but yeah, I was just, as it went on, was like, oh, Because at the start, all you get, you don't get all the, those details. At the start, all you get is okay, there, this was this uh, place was fighting in a war of independence uh the reason and i think the like monologue is like the reasons this change is a bit weird now we're a hundred years later um and so it leaves it up in the air and then you find out uh that she's going to be a pirate and that pirates are kind of legal and her mum has got this weird like uh ambivalence towards them because she likes them but you know she's, she's also raising a kid and enjoying that as well um and I just assumed it was going to be, like, about exploring those ideas and, like, the weird, like, legalization of, like, private uh, military companies, basically. Um because it sets out like it's going to be a serious space themes show, basically, is what I'm saying, and then yeah, it kind of yeah.
1: isn't. No, it's not that at all. It is. It is like every episode typically it has like it goes to the motions of a Star Trek kind of like space problem. Yes, but it does it in seemingly like real time, like a slice of life where it's mostly just like people talking through situations and like you know being in a space together, which means that like. When when it's, like, time to draft a battle plan, that's not a five-minute scene, that's your episode. Your episode is, do we go around this planet or do we cut in on a turn and go across the front of this planet because that's not what the enemy's going to expect and we'll, you know, take them by surprise. That's, making that choice is literally an entire episode. Yes. And, that like, it's, it's just, I appreciate the effort. It's, like, a thing that I thought I wanted. It's too much. Um,
0: it's too much because, like, it's always Marika making the decisions. And, yes. the, sho- and the show's about Marika as, like... this. These episodes are mostly about her proving that she has the, like, intellectual and emotional, uh, like, strength to make the decisions and be a captain, which is why it's good that she's a captain and not anyone else that's already been on the ship for years.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And so you don't really get, like, you know, any other one of these shows um That is a, like you know, Lock Horizon, even Code gears and Death Knight and everything. These like tactics, character building shows. You don't get the character building part because she just kind of makes the right choices and is is like good at it. And um they don't commit enough. Like there's no rival here, right? Who's also making decisions? Yeah. Uh, even though like Chiaki can be that, but the show hasn't put her in that position.
1: Uh, yeah. Also, she's clearly set up as like the person who is competent, but isn't talking about the solutions. She's letting, right. she's watching as someone else comes up with it.
0: Right. But like, I just, it just means that the I feel like those scenes don't have the like tension or character building uh, elements that makes them work in other shows. Yeah. Uh, and it really, it's is, not, it's
1: not about the, it's not about the arguments between different points of view. It's no. literally like, what do we do? And then she comes up with a plan, and they're like, oh, that's a great idea. You're, you're built for this. And then they, that's it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, which I guess is kind of what Log Horizon is, but it's this, this show really made me appreciate Log Horizon. It reminded me of it in many ways.
1: I mean, the thing with Log Horizon is that there's, like, 20 characters that are all doing different things. Yes. This is, like, you know, 15 characters that are all focused on the exact same thing in the same space. Like, if this show was about, like, multiple people going through, like, a career as a pirate, and it was kind of, like, uh, you know, Marika was, like, one-third of the plot, it would be fine. <laughs>
0: Right, and, like, *Log Horizon* has the generational thing where you have the kids learning the show, or learning yes. the game, but Shiro comes in already as the tactics genius, and it's about how much he needs to be a human being. Yeah. Uh, whereas Marika's kind of doing both those plots at the same time. Um, And it's just, uh, yeah, it just paced really strange. You, you, I feel yes. like you can tell the, the light novel uh roots of it, because, like, like I said, they, those arguments go on for a while, which I assume if you're reading in a book, like, a few pages of people arguing about something is fine. Yeah. Um, But they, it takes three episodes for the thing on the um the yacht club to resolve, and it's mostly just typing into keyboards.
1: Yes, (laughs) like there's literally a whole episode about can we back hack the enemy, and yes, the answer was yes, but it took (laughs) twenty minutes to get there.
0: The is, yeah, so they all come around the like the computer thing, and they've all got a sick computer like m- mode set up, and then and then there's the whole thing. We're like, oh, they've spotted us, and bo- and they all built the thing, and then the enemy just disappear because obviously it's just a test because it's the fucking yacht club. <laughs> yes and no one's actually trying to go to war with them. Yes, um,
1: but but then like. There's, like, one episode that's about Marika going out and doing it, like, robbing the rich people, and she dresses up in her full outfit and, like, makeup to look more dramatic and mature, and gets in a fake sword fight uh, with uh, Chaki, who's been put on the ship, and, like, dressed as one of the rich people, to engage her in a duel to the delight of everyone, when she fake dies. And then, like, she does all that, she comes home, she's pooped, and then she's gotta, like, get ready for schoolwork the next day, and the stuff about, like, balancing being a pirate on the sly, but not even doing real piracy and, like, just being a student is, like... That's the stuff a show is wrapped around. This show spends like two episodes on that, maybe. So yes. far, it's just and, not uh, where the interest is.
0: And I'm really confused about that because it's like, okay, so, so she she can be. It's it's not like a secret identity thing. It's it's no. more just like a what if you had a second job, and you had. Well, to there do is both. there is
1: the bit about like if if more pirates knew that the pirate of the Benton Mario was just a girl who's in school, they would come and like uh, you know start some shit. Which because they do when they like do early start. on, yeah, yeah. And there's a bit at the end that's like ah yes they're keeping the peace now because uh Marika's famous but other pirates are watching. Yeah. Um
0: yeah, the, all that stuff's a bit a bit confusing. Uh yes. but I I do I did I did enjoy some of the slice of life stuff. Um especially early on before like the focus shifted to the like space adventure. Yeah. Um and then I I did think that, like, the last few episodes were, you know... The space adventure in the last couple of episodes was the best space stuff that the show had, so I assume it'll get, like, a real plot
1: in the second half. I mean, the, the last episode implies that the next episode's gonna be about transporting, like, weird monkeys, space monkeys? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> the, yeah, episode 13 <laughs> does end
0: like it's the end of like an indiana jones movie or something yes like it's just we've just come up with the most completely batshit adventure possible that isn't going to be a real plot just for the credits thing but it
1: I, I know it will continue. <laughs> the thing, the thing about this show, like, as much as, like, I have trouble with its pacing so far, the thing it mostly reminds me of is the pilot movie, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, like the prelude yes. to the show, which was the first three episodes jammed together into a movie that doesn't really work as a movie, but it's, yeah, it sets up who Ahsoka is and goes on, like, an adventure to save a hut baby. And, you know, you meet characters that will show up in the show, like, Zorba the Hut and shit like that. Um, and it's not great. But like you see that it's like the prelude to something, and it's like okay, yeah, this is like a good start to introduce characters that go on to be in seven seasons of a show. Ah, uh, that's what this feels like, and it's half the show. It's half the show. One and that means that means that it, it is you know if we say two hours per episode, you get three or whatever, that's like four hours of anime um to cover what was like a ninety minutes <laughs> like if we could continue the metaphor like a ninety minute Star Wars movie, and also it's fifty percent of the story you're telling. Yes. Uh, uh, well, it just, it, and under that kind of weight, it just ends up feeling like it's just very frustrating. I just wanted the show to go faster.
0: Yep. I wanted it to go faster. I wanted more from any of the characters. Um, cause it, I, I felt like at the start we got like a great sense of like the, the, uh, you know, these, these pirates who have this job and they've got to like supervise this fucking school kid. And then she doesn't know what she's doing. And then Chiaki shows up and she's hammer. And that's always cool. Um, and I feel like the show hasn't actually like really developed the characters much. They kind of just still their archetypes. Yes. Um. Which again is fine in in the pilot.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh.
0: And yeah, I I don't know what because like so there's like a whole crew f- on the ship, right? Like a, f- a whole crew of characters uh, that don't matter and aren't real characters, but are like like we said at the start it's weird that it's not the people the 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 girls who probably they will come on the ship at some point they have to because uh, yes. they spend the first thing like okay here's the yacht club uh, president here's her personality um here's why she's cool and here's her like assistant and everything and then when she gets on the benzamaria there's just like new characters to be the like supporting characters in the show and they all get on like they all get on fine with Marika but there's no like building of relationships right they they're just there like yeah. there's that Weird Plocoon guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Um there's that uh you know chips eating hacker girl. Yes. And that's it, that's the whole character. There's no bio, that's that. That's like, that's the character. <laughs> yep. Um there's another guy, he doesn't even have a character, he's just wearing a pirate costume and is on the bridge doing things, question mark. Yes. <laughs> didn't even get a little uh, little archetype for him. Yeah, and it's it's just a it's just a strange like way the show allocates its like time.
1: Yeah, which is a shame because, like I said, if you tell me there's like a slice of life girls piracy show, that sounds awesome. Uh, I would like that show to actually happen.
0: <laughs> yep, for sure.
1: Uh, like, you know, you tell me that, like, the net back half of the show is Yacht Club comes on the ship, and then then it's the show I wanted. That's great. I'm sad there's only 13 episodes of that. I hope they start moving faster, because they will go on one mission over those 13 episodes <laughs> if they don't.
0: Uh, I assume this is going to partially be, like, just a result of uh, making the show when they did. Which is, uh, to say, so? two years before the light novels ended.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe. Um.
0: 'Cause yeah, they they um the, the Lena was go on to twenty fourteen. I don't know the plot of those, but mm-hmm. uh I assume that they it wasn't finished
1: like at the time that these yeah. uh Also I'd like them to good. at least admit that they're privateering. <laughs> I thought the show was gonna be about that. <laughs> Yes, it's really weird. Like, in the first episode, they're like, oh, yeah, like, we're legal. Like, because they admit that they're space pirates, and Marika's like, ah, uh, should you even be here? You're criminals. They're like, no, no, you don't understand. We're legal. We have this thing called a letter of Mark, which means we just get to do piracy as long as you do it within the rules. So I'm like, that's not piracy. That's privateering. That's a historical thing that happened. That's how governments let, like, uh, attacked other governments at it being on paper that they sent their naval fleet after them. They hired pirates to do it. <laughs>
0: They, they still do that.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's just, it's got and, different names now. <laughs> um, and so, like, and then it doesn't even talk about that. It doesn't talk about the part where they're, like, soft state power. Like, they, in some ways, they are, like, you know, the CIA of this space government now because they're get, getting hired to do illegal transports and get shit done and get involved in, like, stuff that is off the books. Uh, but pseudo pseudo legal, right? Like, because they're just contractors at that point,
0: right? Yeah, like, like I said at the start of the show, that's what I thought that the show was going to be like. Because di- it, it is the world building is so directly about that in a way that's like if you were going to just make a show about space piracy, why would you put all this world building there to complicate it and then not like deal with it? Yeah. Um, it's it's very strange because yeah, like I would either expect the show to just be normal about it or just go all in and being about like okay, this weird. Cascading levels of multiple state powers, state powers like pretending they don't exist at each other.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: because um, I think it's cool, and yeah, it gets even weirder to me when um, uh, Agria Serenity shows up because everyone's like, "Oh, she's a princess. Oh, we all love the princesses here." And I'm like, "Wait, but you're the you're this planet is still like coasting on the reputation of its like independent. Like, it's still technically engaged in an independence war." Because yeah. they didn't, like, officially end it, because it could now just, like, ca- like that's why all the pirates still got the letter of marks. So it's like, what is culturally happening here with anything?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if it was about that stuff, it'd be, like, really dense and interesting, on top of, like, the goofy slice of life stuff, but it hasn't really touched any of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do feel a bit, you know, a uh, t- bit of a arsehole, kind of like, why isn't this a sp- so cool about pirate space pirates materialist enough?
1: <laughs> the, the thing is, if it was just like the miniskirt pirates go on adventures and like have slice of life stuff, we wouldn't bring it up. We wouldn't they bring, bring it up. It up.
0: <laughs> yes, no.
1: They bring it up in the opening scene of the
0: show. Yeah.
1: Uh, and and, it, and it, like it's on the edges of every episode. So it's not even like, you know, us like go- galaxy braiding, like, oh, I wish it was about these secret things. Um, <laughs> right. They, they right ask that. the questions, the answers, and they dodge the answers. Yes. Yes.
0: Because, like, what is the, like, like, we get answers into, like, okay, the Serenity Star Kingdom, they are, like, their uh, identity is mixed up in the idea that they, they're, they like, part of these seven kingdoms that uh, are on planets, which haven't been, like, terraformed.
1: Yeah. um
0: And so they have, like, this prestige, which means those royal families are, like, basically second only in power to the actual Imperial States of power, but they never like define what those are yet, at least. Yeah, because uh, the empire is basically referred to as something just like over there. Um, and yeah, it's weird. I, I, I'm asking all these questions, and the shows uh not really, uh, just not not given it's me. Um, what did you think yeah. of the last couple episodes? The one they actually ha- like had a plot and uh, action scenes.
1: It was fine. Um, I like that the th- because the space pirates are just like. A mil- like, you know, a paramilitary arm. When, when the two parts, when the, when, uh, uh, when the two, like, princesses confront each other, what Marky does is gas them and then just negotiate a peace with these soldiers while they're gassed. Yes. Just doesn't care. Just like, uh, you will, uh, the adults will handle this. We do this as a job. Let the career soldiers hash this out. Uh, the girls go to bed. And then, you know, we'll wake up and we'll tell you what the answer was. And the answer was what you thought was going to be a conflict. It's not a conflict because uh, the thing you're after is broken and we're fine.
0: Uh, yes. Okay, so that's the thing I was basically asking. I think that scene's really strange.
1: <laughs> Do you want to elucidate what the scene is for people?
0: So they, they they get there, and there's like the two different, um, like military, you know, her, uh, the space pirates and the military are like standing off against each other, each being led by a princess, right? And they find they're like both there right in front of the, uh, uh, this artificial womb gene bank that like makes the genetically perfect royal family. Um, and they're like, you know they come to stand up they're both putting guns at each other like once uh you know the space parts like we need to uh like destroy this so that our society can be free of weird uh eugenics um and the other people are like no we must bring it home so that we can remind society that we are like our culture is weird eugenics and then our conflict will go away (laughs) um and then they just, like, throw some gas at it, like, the princess is knock, uh, knocked out, and then it wakes up, and then, like, the conflict resolved, by the way, it didn't matter.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, the, the womb was dead.
0: <laughs> First of all, the womb was dead, so we didn't have to, like, actually deal with that anyway, but either way, uh, it would have been bad, so it's it's fine, it's good to it have worked out this way, and you're both okay, and uh, you can come to school now. And it was just a very strange, like, anti-clim- because this arc has been going on for, like, four episodes at this point. Yes. Um, And they have a whole long, extended like, all right, we're getting our spacesuits, we're getting our guns, we're all going to like stand off about this this thing, and then they just solve it off screen, talking about it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: It is. It's just very strange. It's almost like I I almost respect it, right? Because uh, the idea of like just solving the conflict by talking about it off screen is funny to me. Uh, But it doesn't lead to like a satisfying end of this arc.
1: No. But uh, what
0: else do we want to hit?
1: Uh the OP is great. It's fantastic. Can fantastic. insist enough on how cool the OP is? It is uh performed by uh by um momoiro clover z and uh mega death guitarist marty friedman and is written by kenichi mayamata who did the first two or both of the uh Joe ops and it fucking rips it's like 10 times better than the show itself uh it goes it's so, so hard. good. yes yeah. it's so good
0: you would have heard it at the start of this episode and probably been like wait yes. that was a theme tune to this like show about nothing because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it goes all the way
1: yeah it's really good. If the show, if the show reflected that op, it, we would just be here talking about how fucking cool this show is. <laughs>
0: yeah, because
1: it starts out and it's just like sick shredding guitars and
0: everything, but yes. then eventually there's like just like choral chants of like the power of belief in each other as we fly through the stars to change the future. And it's like,
1: yes, we can do this. Let's yes. go. Uh it's great. Loved it a lot but that's it i uh i you know if rosa wants us to cover the next, the next back half we will end up doing that and we'll talk about when the girls all get on the ship probably and that i hope that's fun it sounds like it could be cool you know yes yes in my mind that's when the show gets really good so uh i hope that will be true yeah but who can say yeah who can say um so, yeah, that's it uh, for this one. I know it's kind of short, but, you know, not a whole lot happens in the show. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes kind of that's just how it goes. Um, yeah. We will be back in hopefully two weeks. We'll see how that works out in reality. But we are going to be covering Cyber Six is the name of the show. Um, yes. let me pull it up really fast so I can tell you about it. It's on YouTube. It's on Retro Crush. Um, it is an animated show that is based on a Argentine comic book series, uh, that was in 1991. And it's a 13 episode animated series that was like a c- Canadian Argentinian co production from 1999. Um, and, uh, we'll be covering that. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to watch it, because the OP like the op, seemed pretty fucking cool. Yes. And we don't really cover a lot of Western cartoons here. We're not adverse to it. In fact, I would love it if we were asked to do more. It just never comes up. Everyone's a we, and I understand. Me too.
0: Me too. Yeah. No, that's... We're not, we're not like admonishing people for their choices. Yeah. It's just how it be.
1: Yep. Uh, so, uh, look forward to that. And then after that, we are covering kaiba that's what it is right the yasa show so that'll be probably like you know t- again two or three weeks after the next episode so if you want to get a hold of that to get ready to watch that you can um and uh that'll be great so thanks everybody um a I- plug zone i guess right it's time for oh, plugs right. this jackson a free
0: episode. uh yeah uh i'm at headfuls off on twitter.com uh you can find the podcast that me and em do at abnormal mapping.com there's a whole bunch of cool ones there you should listen to uh abnormal mapping that is a game club we're doing a game club on metroid prime um pretty soon we're recording it next week
1: yeah if you're listening to this when it comes out because i assume it's coming out on like what like friday
0: i want to say friday yeah
1: yeah then we're we're recording in like four days so you know send us emails yeah there's a plug email somewhere on twitter you can you know send us in questions Uh, podcast podcast. neural mapping.com yes Yes. (laughs) um you can find me on twitter at em underscore being uh you know i have a ghibli podcast is returning from its long hiatus we're gonna be watching Howl's moving castle that episode will probably be up on monday when this goes live so look forward to that when it's coming um if you would like to support our podcast, we're on patreon.com slash normal mapping for $1 a month. You get the great Gundam project. We talk about Gundam wing right now and uh space Runaway on And that's been exciting. Um, we're like a little over halfway through really excited to be coming around the back end of wing, uh, the episodes this week were really good. So I'm um, excited to talk about them tomorrow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> long ago when this goes up. Um, but, um, you know, for higher tiers, you will get Voip Live from me and Jackson. Talk about some random stuff. Usually, like goofy movies and whatnot. Uh, this is how people get us to pick a show to watch. Uh, you can do that too. Um, and that's everything. So thanks everybody again for listening, and uh, tell your friends. And we'll be back in two weeks with uh, more cartoons. <laughs>